Amen. The book of Joshua. Amen. I'm actually one to stand. Amen. We stand out of respect and reverence for the word of God. Joshua chapter 1. Amen. And we're reading from the first to the third verse. Familiar portion of scripture. This is part of the scripture that we actually shared during our watch night service. But there's just something about the word of God, how you can read the same scripture over and over and over again and get a different revelation, get a different understanding every time you read it. And so this morning we're going to go into the word of God and God is going to just let him, let him take control, let him lead us this morning. Amen. Amen. Here's the beginning of the ring of God's word. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them. The children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you as I said to Moses. I'll back that up just a little bit. Now, everybody say now. Therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you and all the people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. Shall we bow our heads in prayer this morning? Father in heaven, we come before you because you are such a good God. And we thank you for this moment that we can come, oh God, before you and receive what thus saith the Lord. Your words that he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, Father, to the church. And God, open our ears today, open our hearts today, that we might receive, oh God, the word of the Lord from you, God. Father, I believe, oh God, that this word that you've given us this morning, Lord God, it's going to propel us forward, Lord God, because there's some things that we've been seeking you for. There's some instruction that we need. There's a download that we need. There's an answer to prayers that we need this morning, Lord God. And we don't want to leave this place. We don't want to leave 156 Versailles Street without our answers. We don't want to leave the gathering church without our breakthrough. We don't want to leave the gathering church without the thing that we, we've come here for this morning. We don't want to leave here the same way we came in Jesus' name. But when we leave this place today, we want to know that we have heard from heaven. We have heard from our high and that you are spoke a rhema word, a life-changing word, a word that is shifting us into destiny. So, Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name, I thank you that the word is now falling on good ground. In Jesus' name, we come against every hindrance of your word this morning, and we pray it will flow freely in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. I don't sound convinced. Do you believe that? Say amen. All right. So before you sit down, I have instructions for you this morning. This word that I have before you this morning, I need you to activate your faith this morning. I don't need you just to hear it. I need you to receive it this morning. As I labor before the Lord with this word this morning that I have for you, this is a word for the church. If you're here, God has placed you here this morning. Maybe it was your plan to be here, but if you're here, this is not just a sermon. This is a prophecy. A prophecy is a right now word for what you're going through. It's to speak into your destiny. It's to speak into your life. It's to speak into your heart. So I need you to be readily available for what God wants to say. I need you to remove every distraction, sign your cell phone, get rid of all that stuff. I need you to hear what God needs to speak to you this morning. We're in a time of consecration. This is not church as usual. If you came for church as usual, you came to the wrong church today. Amen. We've come because we need to hear from the Lord. There's some things that God needs you to accomplish in 2016. So you need to be in the right place, in the right mind to hear what he has to say. Amen. And so I need you to be ready and available. Are you going to be available for the word this morning? I don't hear you. Are you going to be ready and available for the word this morning? All right. You can talk back to me. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As you're seating, I want you to find a neighbor this morning. Amen. And I want you to come look for a neighbor. Just look like eyes with somebody. Smile at them. Praise the Lord. 
And I just want you to repeat this to them. And this is, this, this is my subject title this morning. Are y'all ready? Uh, y'all don't sound convinced. Are y'all ready? Okay, okay. I want you to tell that neighbor. You ready? You looking at them? You got them? Amen. I want you to tell them, go take it. It's yours. That's it. Find somebody else. Say, go take it. It's yours. That's the word I have for you this morning. It's that simple. Go take it. It's yours. There's some things that God has in store for you this year. And God is saying to you this morning, go take it. It's yours. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to cry for it. He already gave it to you. He already promised you it. Go take it. It's yours. 2016, we have declared that this year we are starting strong. That is our theme for the month of January. We, we, we went into our 12th church anniversary declaring that we are shifting into our destiny. If you are breathing, you have a purpose, you have a plan, you have a divine destiny. We opened up week one as we came into the new year. We talked about crowning the new year. That God has crowned the new year with his abundance. In other words, God has crowned the new year with everything that you need for this year. Everything you need for 2016, God gave it to you, amen, at the stroke of midnight, January 1st, 2016. You have everything that you need for the new year because his word says he's already crowned the new year with his bounty, with his goodness, with his kindness. And then last week we spoke about get started. Amen. What are you waiting for? It's time for you to get started. It's time for you to go after what God has for you. And so as I was praying this week, As we began the consecration on Thursday, the Holy Spirit simply spoke to me. He said, I want you to tell my people, go take it. It's theirs. Go take it. It's yours. Go take it. It's yours. Go take it. It's yours. And so as we go into this year, this is a year for us to go after the promises of God. There are some things that God has promised you. Even as Minister Tyrone was preaching the word of God on Thursday night, he spoke about us being prepared and ready for what God has for us. There are some things that God has for you in 2016. This year is about us walking deeper into our God-given destiny. Every year, every moment, every month, we're supposed to walk deeper into what God has called us to do. We are in a time of action. It's time for us to make moves. As you look at the world, as you look at everything around us, people are making moves left and right. Governments are making moves. Warriors are making moves. Everything is just people are just making strides and moves. But the body of Christ, we're hiding somewhere. We're not making moves. We're busy hiding in the prayer closet. It's time for you to come out the prayer closet and go do something. There's one, there's one place of prayer, but there's another place where you have to have some action. There's one place where you declare and decree, and that's a good, it's good for that. But, and there's a place for that, but there's a place where you have to move. There's a time where you have to add some feet to your faith. There's a time where you have to get in motion and go after the dream, go after the promise, go after the vision that God has placed inside of your heart. God looks to partner with man. God doesn't do anything on the earth except he partners with a man. Think about it. When God created the heavens earth, he created Adam and he partnered with man. When God spoke, he spoke through his prophets. He partnered with man. When God wanted to bring salvation, he sent a man. God always partners with us. But the thing is, the responsibility is not just on God. It's on us because it is a divine partnership. It's time for us to partner with God. I don't know about you, but God wants you to take territories this year. He wants you to take territories this year. He wants you to expand your borders. In other words, expand your platform. In other words, expand, expand those things that are around you. This is a time for you to advance. This is a time for you to go to another place. The territory represents new opportunities that God has in store for you. So I'm speaking metaphorically this morning. When I talk about territory, I'm speaking about the greater opportunities, the greater advancements that God has in store for you in 2016. There's some things that God has for you, but you must go get it. Watch it tell your neighbor, go get it. Yeah, go get it. You, go, you, you have to go 
after it. I love what, what the Apostle Paul says in the book of Philippians. He said, not that I have already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal, but he said, I press unto take hold for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me. He said, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself amen to have yet taken hold of it but one thing I do I forget which is behind forget about 2015 forget about that that's dead it's gone whether it's a good year a bad year in between year up year depressing year forget about it it's gone forgetting those things which are behind he said I press he said I like what he said he said straining toward what is ahead have you ever strained in your life? Straining towards what is that? He said, I press on toward the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. God is speaking to his church this morning that he needs us to rise up to go take it because he's already given us the territory. He's already given us what we need. As we just read in the book of Joshua, amen, chapter one, Israel is at a pivotal point. They're at a make it or break it time. Moses, amen, their leader, the one who rose up and took them out of Egypt, the one who performed miracles, the one with his mighty staff led the people of God to the wilderness and, to the, and, and, and heading towards the promised land, died. The people were stubborn, they were stiff-necked. And so what happened was God punished the people because they did not believe what God spoke to them. They were not ready for the promise. It said that God can bring us out of our Egypt, but we still won't walk into our promise. They got stuck in limbo. They got stuck in the wilderness. And some of you are in the wilderness as I speak right now. You've come out. God has delivered you. You can say, Jesus set me free. Jesus saved me. Jesus healed me. Jesus delivered me. But you have not yet functioned and flowed in the true purpose that God has put you here. You're what I call a wilderness Christian. You still have carnal ways. You still have not allowed yourself to fully die and fully embrace the call of God. Christ said, I've come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. You have life, but you're not experiencing the abundant life. There's so much more that God has in store for you. And God was telling his children in Israel, that generation that came out of Egypt, there's so much more that I have for you. But when they begin to look through the eyes of their flesh, when they begin to look at the natural, they said, we are like little grasshoppers in the land of the giants in Canaan. Truly, the Lord didn't call us there. And they allowed fear to grip their heart. And the Bible said they became stiff-necked and stubborn. And so God says, oh, you want to be stiff-necked and stubborn? Then you know what? You're not going to enter in. Your children are going to enter in. And so God let a whole generation die. Oh, my God. You don't want to die in the wilderness today. You don't want to die in a place saying, I want the promise, but yet don't want to go after what he has for you. This is a year for us to go after the promise. Moses died, and so God raised up what we call the Joshua generation. He raised up Joshua. He said, Joshua, all right, stop crying. Moses is dead. Stop crying over spilled milk. Stop crying over what you lost last season. Stop crying over who's not there, who's going to be with you. Moses is gone. Now I need you to rise up. I need you, therefore, to rise and go over this Jordan. I need you to complete this time. I need you to walk out the plan and the destiny that I have for your life. For your life. Go take it. It's yours. And that's essentially what God was saying to Israel, to Joshua. Go take it. It's yours. This is the time. This is the moment. Seize the moment. Seize the opportunity. This is the moment for you to go after the dream that God has for you. So there are four things that I want to leave with you this morning. And I'm going to get out of your way. But the first thing that I'm, I, I, I want to uh, uh, bring before your attention this morning is that if you're going to go take it and go after what God has for you, number one, you must believe it is yours. See, the problem with Israel is that fear gripped them and so their faith diminished. And when your faith diminishes, that means you really don't believe what God is saying. You really, you, 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 you believe the physical because it's natural and it's tangible. You can touch it, but you won't receive what God is saying. Because it's intangible and you don't see it. That's why the Bible says faith is the substance of things hopeful. The everything's of things not see. You're not going to always see faith. That's why they call it blind faith. 
Okay? We walk by faith and not by sight. You can't always go by your vision. And that's what tripped up the Israelites, that first generation that came out of Egypt. They walked by sight and not by faith. And God is saying, in order for you to go and take it and possess what I have for you, you must first believe that it is yours. You must believe the promise. You have to understand that God's word is bond. That when he speaks a word, it is a covenantal bond. You see, the problem as Christians today, we don't understand the power of a covenant. You see, we, we make promises when we get married on the altar. We make promises, amen, when we take jobs, we sign contracts, we make deals with people, but then we break our word. God is not a God who breaks his word. What he promises something to you, it will come to pass. You see, if you, you, you have to understand, and I'll teach you for a quick second, uh, what, the cover, what, what covenants look like during these biblical times. In the book of Genesis chapter 15, verses, amen, um, 13, actually verses 17 through 18. You see, when, 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 when people make covenants with each other during those times, they got an animal. And what they did with the animal is that they cut the animal in half, right? And they spread the animal out. And then what they did is they walked in the middle of the animal. And essentially what they were saying, both parties had to walk between the animal. And essentially what they were saying is that may what happened to this animal happen to me if I break this covenant with you. So what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 15, and it says, And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark. And behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch would pass between those pieces. What are those pieces? The animal that Abraham laid out. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your descendants, I have given you this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. God spoke over 400 years ago that this was Israel's promise. The land belonged to them. How many has God spoke to our ancestors before we were even thought of and now we're walking out the promises of God? God already told Abraham there was going to be locked up in Egypt. He already told them that this was going to happen. He already told them about the Amorites and the Hittites and the Hevites and all the Jebusites and all, all the Ites that they would have to come up against. He told them years, centuries before he gave the warning, but he said, you should truly, surely occupy the land which I promised you is Abraham a blessing, amen, of this property, of this land, and he gave it to them. He gave it to them. And Israel, through Joshua, was rising up to take hold of the promise of the covenantal bond that God made with Abraham. Tell your neighbor, God is always good on his word. Yeah, God is always good on his word. If he promised something, it shall happen. We call that the blessing of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham that we should be the head and not the tail. The blessing of the Abraham that we should be blessed going out and coming in. That's the blessing of Abraham. And I love what Galatians says because say, he redeemed us. Who's he? Jesus redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So by faith, go that word again, by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. God had some great things in store for us. He put us in line to receive the greater. He wants us to go after it today, but you have to believe that it is yours. You see, the problem is we look around and we don't feel like it's ours. So we always go by our feelings, you know, as Christians, you know, it's what I feel. I don't feel like going to church, but you go to work every day, don't you? You want that paycheck. I don't feel like praying, all right, but you feel to watch TV every night, right? I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like this. And I don't feel, and our feelings lead us astray. This is a season where we have to check our feelings and go by our faith. There's some days I don't feel like praying. There's some days I don't feel like coming to church. And I'm the pastor. If I went by my feelings, Lord Jesus, I probably wouldn't be pastoring right now. If I would said some things, done some things, that is truly anti the word of God. We cannot go by our feelings because our feelings will lead us astray. You must believe that it is yours. Now, coming back to the book of Joshua, the Bible says... 
in Joshua 1 5 it says and this is the Lord speaking to Joshua he said no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not leave you nor forsake you be strong and of good courage for this people you shall divide as inheritance the land in which I swore to their fathers to give them their fathers be going back that was Abraham that's the covenantal blessing that's the bond God has promised us something he will make good on his word He's bringing it to pass what he promised his people. We must believe that it is ours. We don't have to wait 400 years. Jesus already came. We just have to go and take what God has for us. This is not a season for passivity. This is not a season for us just to operate in a spirit of mediocrity. But this is a time for us to go after the dream that God has put in our hearts. He's made a covenant. He's made a pact. He's made a bond. And we need to hold God to his word. That's why I put those decorations up on Facebook every day. Because we're holding God to his word. If you're a Christian and you're living right. And you're walking, amen, in God's peace and God's love and joy. And the fruit of the spirit is operative in your life. And you have the character of Christ. You have every right. To call God on his word. You have every right. See the problem. We scared to pray. Well Lord I don't know. If you want to bless me. No God. Your word says you're going to bless me. Your word says I'm the head and not the tail. You better call those blessings in. It is your covenantal right to call in the blessings of God. The Bible says that we might uh, come before the throne of grace boldly. Not oh God. If you, maybe, I don't want to beg you, Lord. I don't want to bother these. That's because you, you're not taught. See, that's because you're not taught. When you're taught the word of God, when you are discipled properly, you know, I could come boldly. Lord, I thank you that my family is covered. Lord, I thank you. I might not have no money in my pocket right now, but I call the resources to my bank account. I call healing to my body. And the enemy will try to come this way, but I block him up in the name of Jesus because your word says I'm the head and not the tail. And the blessing that you put on Abraham is the same blessing that's on Arthur Shabbat. And the same blessing that will be on my children and my grandchildren is going to go to the third and to the fourth generation because I understand who I am in Christ I understand it's not me but it, it's it's who's in me greater is he who's in me that he that is in the world you understand who you are you have to believe that it is yours go take it it's yours go take it it's yours it's yours what God has for you, it is for you. No man, no one, no woman, no one can take it. If you don't get it, it's not God's fault. If you don't get it, it's not God's fault. If you don't get it, it's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. He's giving you all the resources that you need. It is not God's fault. You know, last Sunday, um, Minister Tyrone he came by, he visited our house afterwards. And there's this wonderful device called the Apple TV. Now, if you're a techie like I am, I like gadgets. And so, the Apple TV is a streaming player device. So you can watch like Netflix and all these different channels. I love HDTV. I'm an HDTV fanatic. Amen. I'm into design. I love all that stuff. And so, as he came to my house, he said, I have the same box in my house. And he said, I just pretty much just stream what's in my on my tablet, on my phone, to the device, but you actually have all these cable channels on your device? I say, yeah, we could do so much more. I could hook up my computer. It could be another projection screen. could do this and do that and do that and do that. And we came to the conclusion that, you know, sometimes we don't know what we have in our possession. He said, I have this device with all these capabilities, but I've just been using it for one thing, and it could do a multitude of other tasks that I even know that it was capable of doing. How much in our Christian faith do we have all these blessings from God, but we're just still just focusing on this aspect of our faith, and it's so much more capability. There's so much more of God you don't even know. This is your season to go after. This is your season to go deeper in God. You don't go deeper in God just by coming to church on Sunday. That's why we have connection groups. That's why we have prayer service. Amen. That's why we do these things for you to grow deeper in Him. God is challenging us as a church to grow deeper. See, we want to, we, we want to lodge on the right. We, we want to lodge on the left and on, on the right. But God needs you to go deep. He needs you to build some roots this year. 
So when stuff begins to come at you because you know who you are, you can withstand it through the word of God. My God, help me today. Jesus, you must believe that it is yours. Number two, you must transition for it. Say, your neighbor, you have to transition for it. Yeah, there has to be some preparation involved for what God has for you. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Brethren, my brethren, by the mercy of God, I beseech you by the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, and pleasing God. This is your reasonable act of worship. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, 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 your 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 mind. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What strongholds? Casting down imaginations. Where is that? That's in my mind. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What's the knowledge of God? His word. <laughs> and bring it into captivity every thought and making it obedient to Christ. If we're going to go after what God has for us, we have to transition for it. There has to be some preparation for it. We have to cast down the imaginations. I say like this, the image nations, the nations of images that are against God in your mind. That every time God says something, you think something else. That's an imagination. Every time that God gives you truth and he said, this is the promise that I have for you. But your mind, your imagination tells you something else. You have to deal with that. You can't let them thoughts go on the fly. Come on now. You cannot let them thoughts go on the fly because those thoughts are seeds. If you allow those seeds to get rooted, it will mess your destiny up. You'll be doing things that you never thought you'd be doing. You say, how could I do this? How could I fall into this circumstance? Because you allow the enemy to send imaginations towards you. That's why the Bible talks about put on the whole arm of God. It talks about take up the shield of faith, the darts, the fiery darts of the wicked. Where are the fiery thoughts, the fiery darts of those thoughts? We think it's someone coming at us with a sword and a gun and I lift up my shield against the robber. No. Paul talks about putting the arm of God and he says, I want you to stand. So he's like, okay, I got my armor. What am I supposed to do? Stand. No, I'm ready to go do it. I'm ready to go fight. I'm ready to go war. I'm ready to go do this. Putting the whole arm of God that after you've done everything you can, stand. And pray. That's what he says. Be on watch. Be vigilant. For your enemy is, is, is seeking whom he may devour like a roaring lion. You have to be on the lookout for the enemy. You must transition for it. You see, destiny, I define destiny like this. Destiny is preparation, meaning opportunity to fulfill the dream that God has in your heart. Destiny, someone should tweet this. Preparation, meaning opportunity to fulfill the dream in your heart. That's destiny. That's a destiny moment that God can speak to you. All the time you've been preparing, preparing, now he's given the opportunity. That's what we talk about new territory, the opportunity to do something greater. The opportunity to walk in purpose, the opportunity to fulfill the dream in your heart. The Israelites had to prepare themselves for the land that God had for them. The Bible says they consecrate themselves before they cross the Jordan River. The Bible says they send two agents to scout the land. Amen. To scout the place, to scout Jericho. Amen. They got, they snuck in the city to scout the land. Sometimes when God gives you something, you have to go scout the land. You have to see what your blessing look like. Come on now. Come on now. You want God to bless you with a house? You better go look at some houses, get inspired. Come on. You want a new car? You better go, you better go to the dealership and go for a test drive to see how it feels on that next level. You can't just wait for it to happen. You have to go and take it by force. We can't wait for we have to go take it because it's ours. They're prepared. What Bible says when they crossed over the Jordan River, the Bible says it was the first time in Israel's history that they got to cultivate the soil. And the Bible says they brought forth their first harvest. And when they had their first harvest, the manna was the fresh bread. From heaven that came down every morning. The way the dude lies on the grass, that's what God fed him every day. 40 years. Manna from heaven. 
But check this out. Now they had to cultivate the soil. Now they had to work for it. When God is beginning to prepare you for the greater, there's some things you have to do. Yes, but it gets a point where you have to grow up. There gets a point where God said, okay, now, all right, you're not a baby anymore. Paul said, when I was a child, I walked as a child, spoke as a child, as a child did. But when I grew up, became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, there's more effort, there's more work that I have to put into my walk with God. I can't get tripped up on the little things when I was younger. And God was teaching Israel, now it's time for you to grow up. Okay, I've been giving you manna from heaven. The Bible says they didn't even have to buy new shoes. The shoes grew with them as they got older. Think about that. You had baby feet, baby shoes. You're, now you, 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 little toddler feet, but now you're 40 years old and it's the same shoes you had on when you was born. God provided for them. He did the miraculous for them. He sustained them in the wilderness. He sustained them. And some of you are in the woods today and God has sustained you. God has provided for you. He has kept you from the elements, the things that should have killed you, the things that should have knocked you out, the things that should have disqualified you, but you still are standing. And you need to praise God that you're still standing. Because if the enemy had his way with you, you should have been dead. There should be some caskets lined up in front of this church in 2015. But for the sheer fact you can still praise him. For the sheer fact you can still worship. For the sheer fact you can still praise him. It's a testimony to God's goodness. I must transition for it. The man had stopped and then they had to work now. They had to till the soil. They had to plant seed. They, they had to cultivate. Amen. They, had, they never did that before. Their parents didn't teach them that because God gave them everything. He gave them like a silver platter every morning. Amen. He used to fly quail and they used to have fresh bird. I mean, they, they had everything. All right. They had everything that they needed, but now all these things stopped because now they were transitioning into another stage in their lives. They were transitioning to another stage as a nation. They were transitioning to another place as a people. And God wants to transition you in 2016. Yes, God provided for you in the wilderness. Yes, God provided for you when you didn't have a dime. Yes, he kept a roof over your head. Yes, he provided a job. It might not have been the job you really wanted, but it paid the bills. And you thank God for that. He sustained you because you were in the wilderness, but now God is saying, I want you to cross Jordan. God is saying, now it's time for you to go and take it. It's time for you to go and take it. It's time for you to move. It's time for you to bust a move. It's time for you to go for it. It's time for you to advance. It's time for you to take territory. It's time for you to go after the dream. It's time for you to come out that dry place. It's time for you to come out that wilderness. He said, I behold, I'm doing a new thing. I will make streams in the desert. Come on now, I will make a way in the wilderness the Bible says when the Am with all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord dried up <laughs> the Jordan before the Israelites until they had crossed over the Bible says their hearts melted in fear and they could no longer have courage to face the Israelites see when you begin to bust a move when you begin to advance when you begin to go after it you have to understand that your enemy begins to get a little nervous. Your enemy begins to get a little shaky. The enemy begins to say, oh, what, they're, what, what, what they're about to do now. Because as you begin to step out in faith, things begin to shift or oh, bullshit. Things begin to shift around you and you make the devil mad. See, the devil said, oh no, they're really going to go after this time. I stopped them in 2013 and 2015 I stripped them up. But in 2016, now they want to go after it. You see, the enemy is nervous when you begin to make a move. As long as you stay silent and keep your mouth shut and don't speak the word of God, you ain't no threat to him. But when you begin to bust a move, when you begin to move forward towards the dream and the plan of God, your enemy becomes nervous. Tell your neighbor, the devil is nervous now. Uh -huh. The devil is nervous now. You done did it now. You done made him nervous now. Oh, you done stopped him up now. Oh, he pissed off now. But I don't care anyway. Because God be for me. Who can
can stand against me. God provided me from the wilderness, and he'll sure provide for me in Jordan. He'll sure provide for me in Canaan. He'll sure provide for me in Jericho. He'll sure provide for me in every battle that I have to face. You have to transition. You have to prepare. Tell them prepare. Prepare, 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 prepare. You got you to gotta prepare. You got you to gotta make room. You got to prepare for what God uh, wants to do in, in your life. You got to prepare for it. You, you, you have to get your mind in, in place. You know, I'm having a baby this year. I just told the Lord we're having a child this year. I said, I got to prepare. As you see, I have to do something. I'm claiming it by faith right now. You see, I have to look at some cribs and I have to look at baby formula. And I have to think about moving to a house because the place that I have is too small. I have to prepare for what God has for me. I have to transition my thinking, transition my finances, transition my health. I got to transition every area of my life so I can make room for what he has for me. My God, okay. Praise God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Someone's being stripped right now because God is about to bring you into some stuff. He's removing those old thoughts and those old mindsets off your mind. As I speak, I, I speak it prophetically over your life that there's a shift right now. I declare and decree there is a shift in your thinking. There is a shift in your mindset. There's a shift in your mentality. There's a shift in your soul right now in the name of Jesus, go take it. It's yours. You must transition for it. You must transition for it. And so Israelites, they even got to a place, the Bible says that they had to go to Gilgal. And Gilgal was the resting place after they crossed the Jordan. So they crossed over the Jordan. God dried up the Jordan. And God told them, take one person from each 12 tribe of Israel. He said, take a stone. And this stone is a, is a stone of remembrance. It's a memorial for what I've done and what I'm doing right now in your life. And the Bible says they went to Gilgal. And Gilgal means the place of rolling away. Everybody said rolling away. It was the place where God was rolling away their reproach, rolling away their past. It was a place when God told, God told Joshua, he says, now nah, I need you to circumcise all of the men in Israel. Because the first generation that came out came out from Egypt, they were already circumcised. But this new Joshua generation, this next generation, they were children of the wilderness, they weren't circumcised. So the Bible says, in other words, they were wild at heart. <laughs> they didn't have it all together. They didn't know how to say and what to do. They didn't know all the proper things to say. Well, you know, when you come to church, you don't know all the things to say. You don't know how to raise your hand. Everybody say hallelujah. you like two seconds late. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, because they didn't know all the faith. They didn't know all the pomp and the circumstances. They didn't know how to do all those things. But God was saying that I need you to circumcise them. And as I looked at that, God was saying that if I can have your private place, <laughs> I'll give you a place. If I can have your private parts, I'll give you a part. If I can just have that sacred place on you, he was speaking to the man, if I can have that sacred place on you, it represents a consecration unto me. They were preparing for what God had for them. Sometimes when you prepare for things that God had for you, it's not an easy thing. Because the Bible said they had to stay there and get healed before they went and tried to cross over into Jericho. Some of you might be going through a painful process right now God, because God is stripping away the flesh. He's stripping away your carnality. He's stripping away the things. And let me tell you, that stuff is painful. When God gets a knife and he gets to cutting your heart, he gets to cutting your emotions, he begins to gut you out, he begins to make you uncomfortable, he begins to make you feel things that you never thought you would feel and do things you never thought you would do because he's trying to gut you out. He's trying to roll away your past. And so Joshua had to circumcise that generation. And so Joshua made Flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at Gibeath Harleth. Joshua 1 5, 1 through Joshua 5, verse 5. And so they prepared themselves for what God was doing. And brings me to a key point. 
And see, this, this is the problem with some of you just stop here and you don't go any further. But here's the thing. You must fight for it. All that preparation, you get cut. You got healed up now. And now you're feeling emotional. Like, oh God, all right. I really want it. God, I really want it. But now he says you got to fight for it. See, Muslim was like, you know, I'm tired. I went through too much already. I'm just going to stay at Gilgal. At least I made it over to Jordan. At least I'm somewhere near the promise. And that's what some of you are today. You're somewhere near the promise. But you're not in the promise. You have not taken possession truly of what God has for you. And if you want what God has for you this year, you have to go for it. You have to take it because it's yours. You must fight for it. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The battle that we have is not a flesh and blood battle. Yeah, Joshua had a flesh and blood battle. But for the Christian, for the child of God today in 2016, your battles is not with flesh. Your battle is with your spiritual enemy, the devil. And the battle that we face is not a flesh and blood battle. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. You have to fight for what God has for you in 2016. I told the enemy is already scared. As soon as you begin to take a move, he begins to tremble. The moment you just sit there and don't do anything, he said, oh, you ain't no threat to me. You ain't no threat. You ain't no threat. But you have to fight for it. The Bible says in Joshua 6, it says, now Jericho was securely shut up. Everybody says, securely shut up. That means no one can go in and no one can come out. When you are close to the promise, the enemy will securely shut things around you to make you think it's not God. Here's a strategy. I just gave someone something. Something's going to hit someone this week. You'll be like, I thought God was going to bless me. Because we begin to move, the enemy will securely shut things up. He shut up the territory so they couldn't take it. So they thought. Jericho was securely shut up. Because, why? Because the children of Israel, <laughs> because of the children of Israel, the enemy is trying to shut things up around you because of you. Tell your neighbor, because of you. Because of you. Because of you. That's why, he's, that's why the warfare is happening, because of you. It has to do with your purpose, it has to do with your dream, it has to do with your destiny. That's why the opposition and the warfare and the thoughts and, and the arguing with your spouse, and you don't know why you're arguing, you're arguing over stupid stuff because of you. It's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. It's you, it's you, it's you. That's why your car is acting up and, and that's why finance is going crazy because he's trying to securely shut up things around you to make you think that it's not God, but the devil is a liar. This is a time when you have to get up and fight. This is a time when you have to get on your knees and fight. This is a time when you have to speak the word of God. This is not a time for you to retreat. This is a time for you to advance. See, we, we, we see things securely shut up. We say, well, it must not be God. I, you know, I tried. I'm just going to go back over here. But I like what, what the Bible says. Because the, the Bible says, and now Jericho was silly shut up because you hear none went out and none can go in. But I like this. See, when stuff begins to shut up, you have to listen to the Lord. You got, you got to tune your, you can't get caught up in your emotions. And I thought they were my friend and they were my ride and die. And I knew them for 20 years. And he was my ace buco and we just hung out. We were like two peas in the pot. Stop, don't get, so go, don't get caught up in your emotions. You'll miss it. The Bible says, and the Lord said, you have to get to a place where God is speaking so you can hear him. Get the wax out your ear so you can hear him. And God said to Joshua, see, I need you to open up your eyes. See, I have given you Jericho. I've given Jericho into your hand. It's king and it's mighty men of valor. But Pastor, how can, he, how can God give it to them if they don't have it already? God needs them to see already in the spirit. You have to see the blessing. You have to see yourself already in it. If you can't see yourself in it, you will never get to it. If you can't see yourself married, you'll never get married. If you can't see yourself with children, you'll never have children. 
If you can see yourself driving a car, you never have a car. You can see yourself living in a house, you never have a house. You can see yourself owning your own business, you will never have your own business. See! See, 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 see. I have given you Jericho. I've given Jericho into your hand. It's king and it's mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war, and you shall go up around the city once. You shall do that six days. And on the, and, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpet ram horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass that when you make a long blast <laughs> with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet. That all the people will shout with a great shout. Shout with a great shout. Shout with a great shout. Then the war of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. God gave Joshua a new warfare strategy. See, when enemy begins to shut things down, you're ready to go in the flesh and duke it out and fight. And so Israel thought, well, we got some warriors. See, I guess we're just going to go and we're just going to, you know, go through the wall and bust it down, you know, with, with, with a battle axe or something. And we're going to get into that promise that God has for us. But no, they would have missed it. God was giving instructions on how to fight. So you can't fight every battle this year. Because what the enemy will want you to do, he'll want you to waste your energy on one thing. And then with a real battle that you need to fight, you have no more strength to fight because you got so distracted so exhausted with that battle that was really no battle at all so you have to know what battles to fight this year that's why you have to hear you can't get so caught up in your emotions it will lead you astray but you have to get to where we hear the Lord and get his battle strategy it did not make sense for a nation at that time to fit the ark of the covenant this is this, this you're missing you're missing spirituality with Things that pertain to warfare. Things that pertain to battles. Things that, 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 that pertain to the military. That's never happened before in history. God says, I want you to take the Ark of the Covenant, which represents my presence. I want you to get seven priests, and I want you to march around the walls of Jericho. I call it psychological warfare because it don't make any sense. I can imagine those, those wars in Jericho because the wall of Jericho was thick like the Great Wall of China. They did chariot races uh, along the wall. And they were looking down and they probably said, what in the world is going on? What are these crazy Israelites doing now? Why they got their priests? Why did they have people from, from, from their priests here with, 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 with their little ark and, and, and trumpets in their hands? What, what is that? And they're not saying a word. They're not hurling threats at us. They're not saying anything. And each day they're marching around one time. Then the next day, then the third day. And then the sixth day they're marching around and nothing's going on. You see, when God begins to give you a strategy how to fight, it might not make sense to you. But go with the plan of God. Go with the plan of God. You must fight for it. God partners with man. You must fight for it. God is with you in the fight. You see, it looks like it's just a natural battle. But for Israel, it also was a supernatural battle. Because if you look in Joshua chapter 5 verse 13, the Bible says, Now Joshua was near Jericho. He looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword drawn. And he said, Hey, are you for us or are you against us? And the guy with the sword, which was the angel of the Lord, said, I am not for you or against you. I'm not neither. And Joshua said, well, who are you? He said, I am the captain of the Lord's army. And God was saying, I'm not on your side or you on my side. Because the work that this property, this territory is not about you. It's about me. <laughs> and you have to understand what God is calling you to cross over. It's not just about you. It's about him. You have to make sure that you don't forget the, of the one who got you into the blessing. The one that got you into the territory. Are you for me or are you against me? No, no, the Lord would say, are you for me? Let's get this straight. And then the Bible says the angel of the Lord told him to take off his shoes because the place where he was standing was holy. So in other words, Joshua began to worship. <laughs> he began to worship before the battle. 
You want some strategy? You want some strength before the battle? You better worship. You better learn how to praise God in the midst of the battle. You have to fight. Take your neighbor, fight. Fight, fight, fight. And, and it brings me to my final point. You got to fight. And see, some of us, we, we, we're stuck in a perpetual fight. I say, how you doing? Oh, I'm just pressing. I'm just going through. I'm fighting on the battlefield for my Lord. You're always on the front line. Always fighting. Always fighting. Always fighting. Jesus didn't always fight. But we always got to fight. Always got to fight. Always, always fight. Always pressing. Always going through. Always fighting. No, 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 no. You have to go from a place of fighting to a place of possessing. You must possess it. And that's my last point. You must possess it. Don't just fight for it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Don't get weary. Take it. Take what God has for you. Take dominion over what God has given you. Don't lose your territory or retreat in this season. The moment you retreat from the enemy is the moment you've given him territory. You're supposed to be taking territory. Not giving up territory in 2016. You're supposed to be advancing in 2016. You're supposed to get better in 2016. You're supposed to excel in 2016. This is your year to do great things in 2016. But you have to possess it. You have the power. You have the authority to possess all that God has for you. Tell them to protect your borders. Tell your neighbor, protect your borders. Uh huh. If you got the advantage, you have to protect your borders. You always pit your great fighting men on the borders, on the front line. You have to protect your borders this year. You must possess it. You have to keep watch over your territory. This week, it's in the news. It was the United States Navy. And they were in two boats, two platoons. And they accidentally crossed over from international waters into the territory of Iran. And Iran quickly said, ah! You're under arrest. You crossed over into our territory because they were protecting their borders. You have to protect your border. When the enemy come in, huh? Oh, wait, wait. Nah, uh Devil, you under arrest. I bind you up in the name of Jesus. You're not going to have my child. You're not going to have my daughter. You're not going to have my marriage. You're not going to have my money. You're not going to have my health. You're not going to have my job. You're not going to have my education. You have to possess it. You have to protect your borders, the borders of your life. You have to make sure that the enemy, because let me tell you, the Bible says he's seeking who he may devour. In other words, he's looking for a weak spot. He's looking for a pressure point. Oh, he ain't firm here. Let me give him his health. Oh, she ain't firm here. Let me give him their marriage. Oh, he ain't firm there. I'm going to give him their finances. You better protect your borders this year. The Bible says guard your heart. Above us, guard your heart for everything flows from it. You have to protect yourself this year. Don't think we tell my, I'm going to take territory, I'm going to make a move, I'm going to bust a move for the Lord. The image is going to back up and say, go ahead, here you go, you can have it. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that in the natural. So how can we think it works like that in the supernatural? You have to possess it. He's giving you power for rulership. He's giving you power for dominion. See, the problem is, again, we don't know who we are. And so we live like paupers, but God has said, I'm making you a prince and a princess. God says, you are royalty. But you're living like a bum on the street. You don't know who you are in Christ. You don't know the riches and the power that you have locked up on the inside of you. Some of you are biblically illiterate. You don't even know the word of God. How can you be a Christian and you don't know the word of God? There should be something in you that's yearning. God, I want more. I want to learn. I, I don't know all this stuff. I don't understand. I want to learn. I'm hungry. I want more. When I got saved, I didn't know how to pray. Doesn't ask me to pray. I'd be for the God. I don't can't pray the way they pray. But you know what? I stuck around. I got around those who knew how to pray. And after a while, I was Father God uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I come just like I am. Uh, I stretch my hands toward you. Even though I'm weak and feeble, 
You said you'll be my strength in the midnight hour. You said you'll turn around in my favor. I got around people who knew how to pray. I got around people who knew the word. I got around people who knew how to walk this thing out. Who knew how to guard their borders. Who knew how to defend their territory. Excuse can be, well, I just don't know. You better go find out. You went to college, you got the degree to find out how to do that job, right? You got training, right? Get trained in the kingdom. You got to get some roots this year. If you keep tripping up, that means you got no root. You got no root. The enemy got root, but God don't got enough root in you. You need to get enough God in you that the enemy has no place in you. You got to get root this year. You have to possess. See, when you possess, you learn about the territory. That's why he sent the scouts out. He said, oh, we have this property over here. We have mountains. We have the hills. Okay, this can protect Jerusalem. Okay, we have over here, we have the rivers Euphrates. Okay, and then we have back here by the Red Sea and Jordan. Oh, this is all our territory. They learned the terrain. They had to occupy. So the problem is we get the territory, but we don't occupy. Let me tell you something. If God blessed with a five-bedroom house, I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to live in the living room. I'm going to furnish every room. I want to paint every wall. I'm going to go in my upstairs bathroom and my suite in my bedroom. And I'm going to have my man cave in the basement. I, I'm going to occupy that joint. I'm going to maximize the kitchen. I'm going to use the microwave. I'm going to use my, my, my commercial restaurant, sell the art oven and stove. Come on, I'm going to maximize all that he has given me. You need to maximize all that God has given you in 2016. Don't just stay in one place. It's time for you to get some room. It's time for you to grow it's time for you to expand you must possess it you must possess it you must go after what God has in store for you so I say to you this morning go take it go take it go take it Andre go take it Colleen, go take it. Come on, Ada, go take it. Come on, Sissy Atlanta, go take it. Tanisha, go take it. Come on, Cheryl, go take it. Come on, Deborah, go take it. Come on, come on, Najee, go take it. Go take it. Come on, Jovet, go take it this year. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Come on, Namdi, go take it. Come on. The fight ain't done yet. Go take it. Go take it. Go take it. It's yours. It's yours. What are you waiting for? Go take it. I'm giving you no okay. Go, go, go. Go now. Go take it. Go after it. Fight for it. Come on. Believe that it is yours. Transition yourself for it. Come on. And fight for it. Come on. And possess it. It is yours. Go take it. It's yours. If we're going to start 2016 strong, we have to know that as we're praying and fasting as a church, and if you haven't started fasting, start. Start. If you ain't never fasted before, I don't expect you to miss 20 meals. Start somewhere. Give up a Twinkie or something. Give up your Starbucks for the week. Do something. Turn off television. Come on now. You can watch Law and Order later. Come on now. Come on now. You can watch Scorpion later. Come on. Go watch Agents of Shield later. Come on now. HGTV, you can watch that stuff later. Leave the soap operas alone. Come on. Fast. Get in sync with us. We talked about it's better when we do it together. Get in sync. God is not just looking on you, He's looking over the church. Get in sync with us. If, if, if you're not a member of this church, come on, lock on in. You get, come on now. You, you, you get the leftovers. Come on now. You get the blessings. Come on. You get the you get the benefits that like we get it. And when the blessing comes, when we come with your name on it too, come on now. Sometimes you just got to hang around the people who are blessed and some stuff just begin to rub off on you. Because the blessing of the Lord will overtake you and make rich and no sorrow. And those who are connected with you will begin to get the blessings too. And those who are connected with you will get to get the overflow out of your life. Go take it. It's yours. Y'all can stand. Go take it. Go take it. 
Go take it. Go take it. Go take it. Go take it. Go take it. If you want to take it, come to the front. Come on. If you want to take it, go to the front. Come to the front. Come to the altar. Come on. Come on. We're going to pray. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you're serious, come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Come on, church. We're going to pray. Go take it. It's yours. It's yours. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Why are you procrastinating? Come on, take it. Stop talking about, well, I'm just going to, you know, maybe this year it will do. No, there ain't no maybe. Either you want it or you don't want it. Go take it. Go take it. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's, it's, it's yours. The blessing is yours. The promise. He already promised it to Abraham. And you have access to the Abrahamic covenant blessings. It's already yours. Hallelujah. If you're standing before me, would you just bow your heads with me and lift your hands? And I just want you to begin to claim by faith that, Lord, I thank you for my blessing. Come on, come on. Keep on praying. You tell him, thank you for my blessing. Thank you for blessing my family. Thank you for blessing my health. Come on, talk to the Lord. Come on, your own personal way. Just begin to talk to him. Come on, there's no special prayer. I got to pray. Come on, you pray. You pray. You thank him for it. Come on now. Believe that it's yours. Believe that it's yours. Come on. Believe that it's already yours. Believe that it's yours. Go take it. Come on. Take it in prayer. Come on, take it. Take it. Claim your territory. Claim your blessing. Come on now. Protect your borders. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's yours. It's yours, 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 it's yours by faith. It's yours, 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 it's yours. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you, Lord God, that your people in a row and take it. Because it's theirs. You promised them it. Oh God, they waited for it patiently. They were in the wilderness, oh God, and they watched Moses die. But then you rose up a new generation. You rose up Joshua. He said, now therefore go. Therefore go over this Jordan. You and all this people to the land, to the territory, to the opportunity, to the blessing, to the breakthrough, to the miracle that I want to give them in the name of Jesus. Oh, we're going to go and take it. Because it's ours. It's ours. Father, I pray for those who are standing before me today. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, they're at one of four stages this morning. Some don't believe, but they want to believe that it's theirs. They've hit so many roadblocks and, and issues that have stopped them. But Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, they will hold on to the promise that you've given them God Lord I pray for some who are stuck in the place of preparation they need to transition themselves for it God transitioning is not an easy thing sometimes transition can be so painful because we have to let go of our ideal ways we have to let go of the things that we are accustomed to our thinking we have to let go of the way that we function the way that we flow father in the name of Jesus Lord God in the moment of transition from Israel the manna stopped certain provisions stopped because now they had to work for something they had to do something greater and I pray Lord God we will not lose oh God our, 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 our faith our, our, our trust because furry things have stopped but when you close one door you're opening a greater door God help them to press through the midst of the transition help them to prepare for it God and Father God some of them need to fight then they get a fight back oh God they didn't get their fight back they got to stop being so passive and just letting the devil just run rushed in their lives. They have to take territory. They have to take dominion and say, enough is enough, Satan. Because he's nervous anyway because you're making a move forward to your destiny. Father, I pray you encourage them. Father, I pray they will, they, will, they will rise up and be vigilant. Oh, God, be strong in the Lord and the power of your might, God. Father, and I pray, oh, God, there's some who, are, who have been fighting for years but have never possessed they've been fighting the good fight of faith but have never possessed it never grabbed hold never have fully rested in the promise of God Lord I pray that in this 2016 they will possess it they will have the power to take dominion over what you have given them now father in the name of Jesus I pray that you will help them to protect their borders to guard the borders of their life, oh God. 
that this is not a season to lose territory. This is not a season to retreat, but this is a season to advance and possess all that God has for them, Lord. So, Father, right now, I ask that you'll cover each and every soul that's represented here, each and every household, each and every family that's represented here, Father. Even now, in the name of Jesus, Satan, I command you to loose them now. I bind up every thought right now. I come against every spirit of the enemy right now. I come against every spirit of distraction. I come against every spirit of weariness, every spirit of fear. I bind up every spirit of fear right now. We'll not be captive by fear in 2016. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And Father, we're going to advance. We're going to go forward. We're going to move forward this year. We're not going to be held back this year. This is our time. This is our moment. This is our season for us to advance.